1: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Unashamedly cricket. This is The Cricketer. Hello there. Uh, It's George Dobell here on The Cricketer Podcast, back for episode two, series one. Yes, they've given us a second episode. Who would have thought it? Uh, and I'm joined again by Philip Brown, there's no excuse for him, and Jonathan Trott. Uh, good to see you fellas. Firstly, we should start by saying, wh- where in the world is everybody? I- I'm, I'm in Edgbaston, I've been at training today, watching uh, England. Um, where are you guys?
1: I, I'm actually at the moment in Bangladesh, in Dhaka. We start our first test match, well, our only test match of the series, uh, tomorrow, 10am. Um, bangladesh time so do do uh, tune in
2: i'm in the edge western press box and looking over the ground that looks absolutely beautiful with the patches of grass the light and the dark squares and i've seen two training sessions today things are building up ashes are coming and i'm very excited and it's beautiful birmingham who knew trotty once said that he thought birmingham was better than cape Town, didn't you trotty
1: I did say that. I, I, it got twisted into that, actually. I was asked where I'd prefer
0: to be. I think I did the interview, so I'm not sure twisted is the right word.
1: <laughs> I, do, I, think you're, I think you're one of the people who, who, who had the uh, as a poetic license. Um, uh, were well, asked where I'd prefer to be, and I said, well, obviously, I'm quite a homely person. I'd prefer to be at home, and my home was in Birmingham. So that's why I said I would prefer to be Birmingham. Um, I, I got a lot of stick from my mates at school <laughs> for that. But that just goes to show the uh, the headlines or the, the the I also know that journalists don't actually write the headlines for their articles. So that's that is sometimes um, stuff can get lost in translations. who actually does choose the headlines for articles Is it the editor or is it a,
0: a sub-editor or an editor? Yeah okay
1: and and have you have you ever written a article? and the headline be completely the opposite or the, the you know the editors only read the first couple of lines or something like that
0: yeah of course i mean not generally i've been very lucky and uh they've they've made a really good job of uh getting just the right amount of sort of titillation because the, the idea is to draw people in to read it um but yeah occasionally uh, there have been absolutely horrendous <laughs> headlines which um you know have resulted in people getting very angry you're right
1: How- Uh, How was uh, training today? Uh, How were the guys looking in the nets?
0: Ben Stokes bowled in. uh, uh, That That is the big thing. Um, And he looked, I thought he looked okay. Um, Because I think, tell me what you think, that the balance of the side doesn't really work unless he can bowl.
1: Well, yeah, I would say that, especially with Mo coming back into Test cricket, I think as well, uh, you need that fourth bowler option or fourth, fifth between, depending how many Stokes can bowl. And also whether you win the toss and it's uh you know spinning in either of the first innings or so um i don't know what the, i don't know what the pitch it, it looks flat trotty mm, I, and i think Edgerston will do that i think this they do want five days at Edgerston um but i think that'll also suit england style of cricket i think hopefully they think it might spin um obviously brings in nathan line like we saw at the start of the, the previous ashes in england um you know australia played really well and came away with a victory there so um i'm fascinated to see the the way england go about playing uh, i'm sure they'll stick to the uh, the way that they have been playing in the last year or so um and it's whether australia can cope with that sort of um style of cricket uh and the mentality that the things i have at the moment
0: um i spoke to the head of ground staff there gary barwell and he didn't reckon it would spin very much. He he didn't reckon it did spin very often either. I mean, no one's played more cricket at Edgebiston than you. W- what do you reckon? There'll be one or two aberrational games, haven't there? 2013 Champions Trophy final. Yeah. Uh but generally it doesn't turn there a lot, does it?
1: No, but the the one thing I would say is the weather at the moment as well. Uh with the heat and the, the forecast, the way it's been. Um, I know I know Gary likes to brush his wicked uh the, the, the pitch quite a lot. It, I always, he gets a sort of like a, a, a very uh, strong, sort of almost steel brush that deadens it. So he leaves the grass in on the top of the surface, but he actually kills the the grass. So it just gives that nice uh, carry and a bit of pace. Um, and I think that's why he thinks it won't spin, because there will be a little bit of grass and it will give it that, that pace um, and carry. So he always produces good wickets, um, whether they spin a little bit towards day five or, uh, or four or five, um edgerson's always a great ground and I, I'm certainly gonna miss the atmosphere. Um uh you know, come come the weekend.
0: When England win against Australia, don't they generally play on surfaces that do a little bit for the Seamers? I, I I'm struggling to think of a series which England have won, an Ashes series, mm. which has been played on flat batting tracks.
1: Well, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I think that is England's strength, you know playing county cricket, growing up in England, you learn to have a game around playing on seaming wickets or swinging uh, conditions. Whereas if you go to Australia, that's where you play on flat tracks and the kookaburra ball generally doesn't do much. If you think back to 2015, where it did a little bit of Trent Bridge and the the the, the, the way that England uh, played there. I think we, we go to Melbourne 2010-11, uh, where it did a little bit of just on the Boxing Day. Um, so yeah, you, you are right. But I think this side, though, with England, the way that they play is a little bit different to all other England sides, and I think they want the flattest wicket because they know they can almost outgun this Australian side if um, you know the experienced players don't get runs.
0: As I say, I was out in the middle looking at the uh, the pitch today, and I I sort of hadn't realised how close you were to the uh, spectators. You you could Mm. see the faces of spectators uh, quite easily. Uh, Edgbaston can be quite hostile, can't it? Absolutely, uh, for, for opposition. Yeah. You, in, in in a uh, how does it compare with say I don't know the, the more hostile places that you've played?
1: I think there's there are grounds that it actually suits. I think at Edgbaston, the, the way that the the new um, the new pavilion is shaped, it goes almost straight upright. It doesn't a lot of grounds, certainly in the subcontinent, are built for capacity, so they sort of go back at angles. So at the top almost feels quite far away from the ground, whereas Edgbaston, it feels like they're on top of you, Um, certainly in the Hollies as well, literally and figuratively, depending. Um, And it's always fantastic. I remember playing the Champions Trophy and actually obviously it it felt like a bit of a, 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 not even a home game for England. It was quite a a partisan or even side. And that was a great atmosphere. Certainly, in the beginning of my international career, Edgbaston was under redevelopment, so all the games we played there, we didn't play many. But there was always a bit of a uh, redevelopment of the ground, so it didn't have that full ground capacity or that feeling or that or that sort of buzz.
0: How, how does it compare to say? I think Brisbane might be. I remember that. Do you remember the abuse you got in Brisbane? A little bit. Uh, in probably two two thousand and ten, it was quite striking. I don't know how much I can I can say if I say. That they rhymed your surname Trot yeah. with vagina rot. <laughs> you kind of get the yeah. picture.
1: Well, It was a humid. it was quite a humid and sticky day. <laughs> it was, it was kind of,
0: unbelievable. I, I was, that was the first time I'd experienced it and I was kind of shocked by it. What did, what did you think?
1: But not that, it's, it's not the fact that I had probably 10,000 people singing that in a rhyme. It was the fact I looked over and I saw an Aust- a very proud looking uh, Australian. I'm not sure whether they were sort of policemen or they were sort of like stadium con- controllers or stadium security, but he had a big sort of um, um, Crocodile Dundee hat on, big mustache. And I looked over him, going, you know, like a bit of support, you know, this, this can't be right. And he just started chuckling. And I, saw, and I saw his shoulders bouncing up and down and him laughing. So that's a sort of sympathetic, sort of uh, hospitable uh, attitude that the Australians have. Um, And that's what makes touring there and winning great.
2: It's quite a strange place, the Gabba. They're quite strict. A photographer, I think in the same series, was thrown out for uh, popping a beach ball back to the crowd. And he was dragged out, kicking and screaming from the ground. Quite harsh, the Queensland security.
1: Uh, But the other thing I would say with Australia, I think the country has changed from 2010, 11. When we first went there, it was very much Australia in your face, quite brash. This is how we are to now I think they're almost the other way now with rules and regulations uh, and very different now I think the country from the times I've been there from the World Cup uh, that we had there last year and the ashes the previous year before there's a lot more control um, you know it's a lot more uh, thoughtful when it comes to tourists and the way that the Australians treat uh, foreigners or people visiting their country
0: there are a lot of rules. Oh. It's, the,
1: it's the most rule-bound oh. place I so you, can think you, of. It's, you speak um, to people who drive there. the rules on the road and the, the amount of traffic cameras. We think in the UK we have a lot there. that's out of control almost.
0: There's, there's, a, there's a sign on Melbourne trams, isn't there, Brownie, that says your behaviour has been monitored. I've always had extraordinary.
2: I got told, I, it was suggested to me not to speed years and years ago, and I thought, well, really? Like, I was in a hurry i was actually in a hurry to get back to sydney to see a big bash game on tv and i got i was going well over the limit and i went okay you haven't got your license that's another fine 990 dollar fine for speeding having my license that's quite severe do you know trotty that philip was
0: once a taxi driver we're going back a long long time um in Canberra is that right Philip and that is right Phil once in all the time he did it nine months or something he got uh, tell us your total tips
2: three three tips and the worst moment was <laughs> I, I drove someone to the airport and the guy said keep the change and his partner went Rob what are you doing giving away money and he had to say oh actually can I have the change that was the low point
0: I, th- I think that is also a reflection of you though because you are a furious angry man
2: who 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 once,
0: Trotty, when we were leaving Port Elizabeth, shouted at some goslings, yeah? Walked in front of the car. They were the, the sweetest, cutest animals on God's green earth. And Brownie got into a road rage instant with some goslings. He wound down his window and swore at them. It was um it was ridiculous. Jesus. Anyway, Philip, I think you wanted to do you wanted to do a quiz or two? I uh, well, well. It feels like care of the community, really. This, but
1: I
2: had so many people come up to me. I can't tell you how many people came up to me last week and said how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's incredible. Have
0: you had that a lot in Daca, Trotty?
1: Have you? Have you? Have you? Have people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's number one on the charts. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I thought I'd give you a warm up just to to get your brains going in case there's too much cricket in that. Well, this is cricket. Can you? Know, we we saw. Josh Tung played for England last week, didn't we? And he's on the Honours Book of Laws. Come on, look at Trotty. He's concentrating now. I want you to name in the last 30, 40 years playing for England what other players are named after parts of the human body? This, I don't like the silence. It's as if you haven't got an answer. Come on, George. Anything? Mm-hmm. Mark Wood.
0: Well, no. no. <laughs> i say no. I haven't got a better answer, but I am going to pull you up on that because people might not have heard. You said Mark Wood, yeah. I suppose you could have a wooden leg.
1: So, so it can't be. So it is England, just to clarify. Okay. Okay. In-
2: England. England. Very quiet. We don't like.
0: They uh... always say the best podcasts are full
2: of long pauses and silences. I think that's. What counties? Counties. You want a clue okay. Uh bowler from Nottinghamshire. Okay. Ball. Jake Ball. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Nice. Can I have could I have I wasn't far Gladstone Small? Could I have Gladstone Small as in the small Uh, of your back?
2: Another one who oh he moves counties a lot, but he has been Yorkshire and now he's Northamptonshire. Side bottom. Another bowler and David Willie. Yeah, David Willey or Pete Willey. <laughs>
0: again, again, I'm going to have to put you up on whether that is a part of the body.
1: <laughs> it is. It's quite specific.
0: Bio- How did you do in biology at school, trust <laughs> yeah, me? Not, not very well.
2: And the last one that you probably won't get, you could have got, was Kim Barnett.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Thanks very much. Move on. You're
0: listening to a new podcast from The Cricketer. Charlie, I want to ask you about mowing, mm. I reckon that you played in his first-class debut, champo debut. Yeah. Um, you would have seen a lot of him as a young player, particularly yeah. really excited as a young batter. Uh, tell, tell us what you think of the way his career has gone. Personally, I'd have said he's exceeded all expectations with the ball and actually maybe not scored as many runs as we thought he would. What do you think?
1: A very talented 16-year-old when I arrived at Warwickshire in 2003. Um, and you could see straight away the natural gift of uh, talent and style as well he's such a stylish and elegant batsman um i would say with mo yeah I, w- I would agree with your i would agree i always thought with the ball probably just a little bit but maybe with the bat in the longer format you thought he would have maybe with the talent that he's got and a natural hand-eye coordination um but, you know, that's the thing about careers and and, and be, uh, also the game. It, it evolves with regards to people's ambitions and on, on formats. Um, obviously, moving counties, I'm not sure how that would affect him with regards to his development as well. Um, you know, I'm sure he's, his time at Worcester has helped him immensely. Um, so I didn't get to see him as much as I did as a youngster. I didn't, you know, it's developing away at Worcester. Um so yeah I I think Mo's in a great place now and will I think be in the most ready he is now for test cricket if I, in 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 a way I think he would have had time away from the game uh or from from that format and I think now he has at his most ready he will be to play test cricket Interesting in a in a, in a very opportunist weird way because I think he's at he's come full circle in his career and
0: what is relaxed knows his game.
1: Yeah, I often think sometimes when things happen last minute, certainly with the character that Mo is, he's so relaxed, so chill. I think that's when he'll be at his best. I think if Mo had time and he'd played previously test matches and perhaps wasn't in the best of form, um, I know how much pride he takes in his performance and his uh, and his contributions. I think going in fresh and being almost the last minute, I think will be beneficial to him um, and the way he plays the game. Also the way he thinks about the game, just go in fresh and play. There's no, there's no real, it's almost like a free hit. If you like a little bit.
0: That That's exact expression that he used today, funnily enough. Uh, and I, and I agree with you. That does seem to be his mentality. He seems extremely relaxed yeah. as if it's just an opportunity to do something one more time. He thought he'd never do again.
1: I haven't spoken to him for, for, for a bit. Or I haven't texted him or anything like that. And I, it's just, I was thinking about it today. I saw some headlines. I saw he did press today. And that's, I was like, I got just the feeling I got about it all. And and the way that he is, he probably would never put pressure on himself to play test cricket again. Um, I think the last test match he played was actually interesting, wasn't it? If, after the first test, I was like...
0: No, he did get dropped after that. But he came back, didn't he? He played in India. OK i d- i can't recall that and and he, he played against india as well at the uh in september 21 uh yeah but there's no reason why you would necessarily remember that um he, he's he's taking the day off tomorrow funnily enough to go and he, he's going to go and pick up his obe okay um and, but even that in a funny way is so different to the england regime that you were uh, mm. developed in particularly the 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 andy flower one, which, I mean, it was brilliant. Those were glorious days to be watching English cricket. They really were. And I'm full of respect for Andy Flower in lots and lots of ways. But coaching's changed, yeah? And, and that tough, um, never give everyone, anyone an inch, work hard. Um, I don't know. Every, except that it's a struggle. Except it's going to be tough. Grit Your way through it. Attitude has been replaced entirely by chill. Do you want to play golf? Have another beer. Hasn't it? I mean, it seems very, very different. Is that just the way that coaching has to be now?
1: I I have a bit of a, a, a thing with cricket or, or theory with cricket. I think it flip-flops a lot from one extreme to the other. They almost say, well, this is, you get these times where this strict, this regime, this fitness, this constant testing and, and evaluation uh, and the analytic side of the game that'll happen. And then suddenly, someone will come along, and will do it completely opposite. And then everyone will change to that method. And so if you spoke to Andy Flower now, I think it'd be very different, because he's at time in franchise cricket now. Um, so maybe if we had got the balance right, or maybe at times, Andy himself had been a little more flexible, I think he would agree with that as well. Um, pr- may have been able to prolong the life of that side and prolong the success it had.
0: Yeah, and listen, I'm not criticising Andy here, because I, I know that... No, no, absolutely. England won a World Cup under him in, in 2010, and you know won the Ashes away. All sorts of amazing experiences, but I think he would say, and one of the good things about him is, he's continued to learn and evolve. Mm. But w- one of the reasons I ask is, is that partly about player power, that you sort of can't criticise players anymore, because they'll get you sacked?
1: I think that comes with all this, I think that's evolved with everything else around the game and, and, and society, social media, there's so many other influential things out there, you know, things that influence people's thoughts um, and their decision making. Um, so the other thing I would say about that is is Andy has now gone on to franchise cricket and he's just as successful with a different mentality very rarely now do you see Andy Flower not get to the knockout stage or I'm saying the Eliminator or the semi-finals or the finals of whatever franchise he's in and so that says to me he's evolved he's kept his core principles but he also knows when to perhaps take his foot off whereas in the past I think he coached very similar to how he played at times and that I'm not and that I'm not critical of that either because I think a lot of times and, and when I've been uh developing as a coach a lot of the time you you, people say you know you can't coach don't coach the same way that you played, because then you'll be one dimensional I think sometimes if you look at the way England are playing their test cricket now I'm pretty sure it's exactly how Brendan McCullum played his cricket Mm. so Mm, I think you're right and so there are times when that suits with the personnel that the, the England side have probably one of the most talented sides led by one of the most dynamic players that's ever played the game Uh, with probably one of the best batsmen that has ever played for england with the best bowler that's probably ever played for england um you can then you know find different ways of playing the game whereas when andy took over there we were seventh or eighth um and climbed to the top through that sheer uh, you know willpower and and determination that he had to to change the the mindset of you know english cricket
0: if they lose this this series, say, say they have a shotgun, I'm not, I don't think they will, but say they lost 5 0, there'll be a reversal, won't there? There'll be a reaction and we'll go back the other way a little bit. We'll say there was mm. I don't know, too much leeway, too much golf. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. I, I, no, but I understand. But don't forget now, if there wasn't social media and if there wasn't all those sorts of things, would you know about the guys playing so much golf? Yes. How? How would you know?
2: Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like hanging around golf courses.
1: Well, you're gonna to go to Scotland, did you go to Scotland?
2: No, I think you I think I think you would, Trotty. Nah
0: so Trotty, I think you would. I mean, because uh Brownie and I have been on a lot of tours and seen you guys training, and these guys don't train so much. They're just they're, you know okay, I'll give you an example. We went to New Zealand and there was one four-day warm-up game. Well, straight away I reckon you guys would have had more than that. Immediately they cut it to two days, and then it was under lights, and um England. The lights come on on the first day of the warm-up game and England. Decide to stop playing, and I asked Brendan about it. And he said, "Well, we don't really want to lose players to lose confidence from batting under lights," which is reasonable enough. But I thought, hmm, in the first test, you're going to have to. First test starts; they bat first. I remember saying to someone in the press box, "Well, you're going to have to bat under lights now." No, they declare at T. It's just <laughs> everything's different, and they didn't have net sessions. They didn't have training sessions. I reckon I saw Ben Stokes bat in the net once, once on that tour. And I think I probably went to every training session. So it has changed. And there's much more emphasis on taking the pressure off. And it's neither. I'm not I'm definitely not saying it's wrong. Who could argue with the results? But I do think it's changed, yeah.
1: I I find it quite interesting from that point of view, what you said. I haven't really uh, followed closely on the training schedules and all that sort of stuff or the amount they train but I find it fascinating the model of it and trying to apply it to everyday life or, for example, the business world. If, you say, if you're if you a boss of, of a company and you said to your employees, I don't really care whether you guys sell or don't sell, but I want you to go out there and do it in your own style and enjoy it and create memories in the way that you do things. You might end up with a sort of Wolf of Wall Street um, men, mm. um, sort of uh, movie again, but I, I tell you what, I, it'd be interesting to see if that success would apply in the business or in 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 in, a, in a different other walks of life, I suppose, where you you take the pressure off. Nowadays, there's so much scrutiny, there's so much focus from the outside and uh, monitoring of things and 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 analysing. If we take away all of that and you just play the game, how England side of playing the game, if you live your life or work in the industry, whatever industry you're in. I think there might actually be a bit of something in that for 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 other people in the way that they go about their everyday business
0: interesting yeah interesting because it is quite different from that australian tour yeah where they kept on getting well, in trouble for going out for drinks
1: well yeah if you, if, if, if you can you imagine a, a boss or someone now in a sales whatever in the sales uh, sort of marketing or whatever and they their their trade their trade is to sell things and you say, I don't care how much you sell, but I want you, when you go out with the clients, to have a great time, create memories, and um, make sure that you make, and it, and it doesn't matter if you win or lose.
0: Sorry, I wish you were my boss.
1: <laughs> exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So if I say to you, George, I just want you to write your article. Don't worry about it. I'm make memories. Don't
0: worry about expenses. There we go. <laughs> I, I love the way you're thinking. I think this is ins- inspirational. Right, we ought to bring Philip in. He's like, he's like, He's chopping uh, in the bed. Oh, dog, a mongrel. Trying to get out. Um, Philip, did you want to do your, your quiz? Your other quiz. I don't know. What did you want to say, Philip? I could see you anxiously trying to
2: talk. Well, I'm always always anxious to join in with, with fantastic conversation. But we could do the quiz now. Right. So this one, this this time, is called strike rate. Is my mate anyway, something like that. So this is about knowledge, right? Remember it's one nil to trotty. This is about knowledge of test match strike rates in careers. Do you know yours, Jonathan? The
1: test match. <laughs> don't know how-
2: Test match strike rate.
1: I don't know. I'm shaking. <laughs>
2: oh. No, it's going well I could actually
1: it
0: be more like, like 4850, so. isn't it?
2: I think it might be lower than that. But I I like the way you're thinking, it's very positive. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You can look up yours later. This isn't all about you. We've got the. So what I was gonna what what was gonna see is who is better at that. I think I know who's going to be better at this. Uh, But anyway, we're going to have a little competition. See how close you can get to guessing a test match strike rate for a whole career. So we're going to start with. Well, George, you can have the choice. That's how much preparation I put in. Who do you want to? Who do you want to guess the strike rate of? Do you want to guess Graham Gooch or? jeffrey boycott strike rate per 100 balls
0: jeffrey boycott jeffrey boycott
2: okay so trotty you're going to go first what's jeffrey boycott's strike rate test match career 43 43 is gone for george what do you want to go for
0: well can i just say lower because that's that's you basically want to be bruce Forsyth, don't you
2: to the nearest number
0: uh, well, I mean, I'd be silly. What, is, what did you say? 43. I yeah. should say 42. I was going to say 36, 37. So I'm going to say 42 then. Just going to go a bit lower.
2: One idiotic thing to do. That might be one of the most stupidest things you've ever done. Although oh, it's, there's competition there's a, for that accolade. There is competition for yeah. So you've gone 42. The answer is 36. So you're six off and Trotty is seven off. So. Well, wait,
0: I think I misunderstood the rules because I
2: did literally say 36. No, but I also said, what's your number? And you said 42. I, it... didn't
0: realize, I didn't realise. I didn't realise. OK, fair. Fine. Is that is that the end of the quiz today?
2: No. <laughs> no. There's, there's two more. You've got a choice. Trotty, you've got a choice. Do you want to go for Ricky Ponting's strike rate mm-hmm. or Steve Smith's strike rate? Mm, ponting. OK, going for Ponting. Good, good idea. And who goes first this time? It's George goes first. Who do you want? For Ponting's strike rate. As quick as you can. 56. 56. And Trotty? Mm, 52. 52. Well, George is close, so it's 58. (laughs) So George, two off, and Trotty is six off. This is good, isn't it? So for the last one, this is the the last one. He's not playing this week. The country's not playing this week, but they were here last week. India. Berinder Saywag. Oh, cool. George strike rate in te- in his test career, uh, 66. 66. Uh, take your time on this, Jonathan. Maybe go 80 or something like that. What do you want,
1: Jonathan? I am like going 80. What do you want? Uh, Verinda say,
2: I trust me this time, Tr- trust me this time.
1: Uh, Verinda say, strike rate 70. 82. That's incredible.
2: No, That is incredible, isn't
0: it? Yeah, really good. I, I can't help thinking Trotty had a wee bit of help there.
2: <laughs> no. Jeffrey Boycott strike rate 36, test matches, and Verenda Sayweg 82. Now, I'll mull on that for a minute. Thank you, for, uh, Trotty's won that. So yeah, well done.
0: Uh, Trotty, do you know that Brownie asked me to write the uh, forward for his book and then rejected it
2: because it was too abusive? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you True story. Isn't I'll it? tell you an interesting yeah. story about I, uh, I was fortunate enough to play against him I remember him hitting Tim Bresnan just before lunch we played at our medabad the old stadium before they built it into the colossal ground it is now we only picked one spinner, and Tim Bresnan was our third seamer he hit Tim Bresnan for six over long on just before lunch <laughs> and we thought we may have got our selection wrong here <laughs> he was then caught he was then caught. He was then caught, I think, at like a long on against Swanee, uh, Graham Swan, just after lunch. But the other thing, the most fascinating thing for me, that series, is I don't know he used to stand at slip and whistle and sing when he used to get bored. If 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 we had a bit of a partnership going, he used to just sing and then you'd stop as a runner was bowling in, you'd hit the ball, and then you'd start whistling and singing again in between balls. <laughs> Him and doney was used to sing and and, and sort of whistle behind the stumps
0: and of course you won that series, which is yeah. an incredible achievement. I mean, you look back, I don't think the India have lost their sense. Johnny, Yes. We've got to ask you about the first test in particular. Okay. How do you how do you see it
1: going? The Ashes or the one here in in Bangladesh?
0: No, the first test, Edgbaston test. I'm sorry, <laughs> I mean
1: the Ashes. Okay. Um I think it's going to be fascinating and I think the toss will play a bit of a part, and I, th- I think England will. I think England will win.
0: Okay, but does England have to play the spinner. Do you think? Do you think they have to play Moen? Yes,
1: I do think it'll spin with this heat and and the way that it's been the previous couple of weeks.
0: Uh, and what about Mark Wood? Would you Would you play the pace of Mark Wood?
1: So either, what are the feet? It depends if you're going to play Anderson and Broad.
0: It's probably Wood or Broad. Really. You're probably going to play Robinson and Anderson as the first two, and then it's Broad or Wood.
1: Oof. See, this again, England made this mistake the first Test match at Brisbane where they didn't play Brodie. So you would be tempted to play Broad? Broad, Anderson, for me, depending on who's bowling well, if uh, Robinson or Wood. For me, you've got to play. Every time you you bet against you abroad Broad, he comes out on top. No. Nah. For me, Anderson and Broad.
0: That's true, but you'd, be, you'd ideally love to have the pace of Wood,
1: wouldn't you? Yeah, but again, Australia, aren't, don't worry about pace. Australians are not effective at That's pace.
0: That's very true.
1: We keep going on about pace. That's
0: true. That's one thing. They play great. They play pace great. You're, that is true. That's a really good point. Is this the first series we've ever seen where they might have, I mean, only if Stokes is not fully fit, but Australia might have the better all-rounder?
1: I don't know about that. I don't know.
0: No, well, I don't think they have if, if, if Stokes is fit, but Cameron Green looks at him. Special cricketer,
1: doesn't he? He does look special cricketer. But I think Ben Stokes is more special.
2: Yeah, fair. Well, particularly if he's fit. Exactly. They're both lovely men. But <laughs> Cameron Green asked me to take a picture of him and the mace the other day after after their victory in the World Test Championship final. And then he insisted he take the camera from me and take a photo of me with the mace. Now, isn't that a lovely gesture? I didn't really want one, but I've got one.
0: It's unusual. Do you know what? I think we've probably we've probably talked enough. More than enough. So we should um we should we should you know what? I, I I don't even think we're gonna bring in our special guest. We've got Andy Lloyd just waiting. He's not really waiting, I pre-recorded it. And he was absolutely fascinating about his test ex- experiences. We've got Nick Compton desperate to come on. He messaged me after the last show. Why, why, why didn't you ask me on? And we will because I've got his book here and it's terrific. So we're, we're, but we're not going to have time for any of these things because we've talked talk too much about Philip Brown and Goslins. You did. It's a terrible use of our time, really. Yeah, yeah, I feel bad about that.
2: Right, I guess we should all say goodbye. Any last thoughts, Philip? No, I think, think that's it. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, thanks to all the people that came up and, and said positive things about the quiz because I, I did appreciate that. I put a lot of preparation time into that. Thank you and good night.
0: Uh, Trotty, good luck with the with the test match. We'll, we'll be keeping a, a look out on those scores. And um,
1: Yeah, thanks very much.
0: Thanks, everybody, for, for, for listening. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. The Cricketer with George DeBell and Jonathan Trott is a Sportverse production. Check thecricketer.com for future episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.